with another episode of the Coach's Social Podcast. And uh, for the first time in a number of weeks, me and Shane are actually sitting in the same room to record. So uh, glad to be back here. Your hair looks really good. Thank you. I uh, I just got back from Berg's Hair Parlor, where my man Jonathan Ravy, you might be familiar with him. Heard of him. Uh, got me a little got me a little do up, and uh, you know. I'm looking fresh and clean. I'm ready, ready to attack the rest of the week here. Where was that haircut from? Berg's Hair Parlor in West Frankfort, Illinois. <laughs> Shameless plug for uh, my little brother's barbershop. Also, fun fact, and and I can't believe we haven't done this before, but um, Jonathan deserves a shout-out for our intro and extra music for the Coach's Social Podcast because that is a John Raby original. Absolutely. Super talented guy. Super multifaceted time. every time i get a haircut i'm like you've done a phenomenal job you're quite the artist also fun fact about his uh skills he not only cuts hair but he helps people grow hair it's true he <laughs> does i know that sounds weird but uh, weird. he's coaching shane's brother on how to grow his hair out yeah. properly right now it is he's done the same for he's you. done the same for me yeah unfortunately he's not done the same for me but his hair is looking very long it is long yeah and that's a minute 23 of banter that we've never done before. Yeah. Hopefully that's a, at least good for a free haircut or something. Yeah. <laughs> if he's even a listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, always glad to have anybody listening today. We're going to talk about something that, um, when we're recording this, actually, well, it'll come out tomorrow on September 1st. So a new school year's underway. Fall sports are, finally back in full go coaches are busy uh, families are busy and so we're going to talk about some things that we've learned through our years of coaching and doing stuff of uh, really how to take care of yourself during busy seasons of life and uh, you know I think it's something that a lot of people need to listen to um, and, and hopefully learn something from but uh, we'll, we're going to kind of talk in that that aspect of things today. You know, you kind of hit that, um, you know, school's back in session. Uh, football teams played their first game. And, I, you know, I always thought the beginning of the season was exhausting because you're practicing every day. But there becomes a point where you don't you, – you've, you've done the things that you want to do leading up to game one, but you really don't know your team just yet because they haven't competed against somebody else. Yeah. And so it kind of gets a little monotonous there at the end when you're practicing. You're just ready to play somebody else. You're just else. ready to play somebody. And so you you play that first game, and now there's been things that are exposed. And so now the, the in, in my experience, it, it upped the – I don't want to say stress, but up the low because now you're trying to figure things out that were exposed. Oh, I think you're adding a mental yes. component to it now. Yeah, so now the work maybe gets a little longer with film. Your thoughts are getting a lot deeper because you're trying to figure things out and fix things. And so those are kind of the, the avenues that we're talking about that you can get caught in that can kind of take tolls on other areas in your life. Yeah, because, well, like you said, leading up to week one, game one, whatever, your offensive schemes, your defenses, all that stuff might be starting to look really good. Everything looks good against the scout team, you know, and and, and you are in control of practice, and so you get to make things kind of yeah. look good. And so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, you always look good. And then 
and I could just feel it, you know, I could feel it. And I was just thinking back of those times and then things happen. You're like, Oh, okay. We've still got a lot of work. Yeah. We're not as good as we thought we were in our inner squad scrimmage or, yes. or whatever. So as, as those things get deeper into the season, um, a lot of stress comes and, and it's pretty common for coaches across the board, um, to neglect some things. And we've talked about some of those things in previous episodes, like, you know, making sure that you're, you're breaking away to spend time with your family and some of those things. And that's, that is, I'm sure some of what we'll talk about during this one, but it's very easy to, um, let things go like your healthy habits, um, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, all of those things, they just kind of get pushed back because, you know, we have to figure out these offenses and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but whenever my life gets stressful, those are the times when I lose that discipline in those areas. You're a stress eater, aren't you? Especially nutritionally, yes. And that, it just, you know. Pour down the Diet Mountain Dews and drinking a ton of diet soda. My wife picking up fast food after every game, eating pizza after every game. You know, just those habits that are not good, but you're stressed out. And you don't care, and it's kind of your medication at the time. You're, you know, your yeah. your little piece of whatever. You know, getting away from the thing. And it's it's easy. It's convenient. It's fast. But the toll that it takes. I mean, because we have to. I think it's important to always come back to the way that they all connect to, you know, if you neglect your health, like your physical health with lack of exercise and eating habits, then it's going to affect your mental, Absolutely. your emotional. It's easy to get off spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so every one just kind of plays into the other. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but mine always starts with my physical. Usually where I am physically is pretty close to where I am in the other areas too, Mm -hmm. because it just, and I think it goes off of just how I feel, you know, when I'm doing a stuff and I'm staying disciplined and and doing the daily habits, I do my other daily habits. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm completely the same way. So I have a morning routine and wait, I mean, it's not based on if you're motivated. <laughs> if, if we was, need we need to have an episode on motivation because that's a big one. But anyway, <laughs> that's, so that's, you're not doing yeah. it based on how you feel. I'm de- I'm doing it completely based opposite of how I feel. Um, if I did it based on how I feel, I would never do it. There you go. Um, I turned 37 years old in a month. Wow, you're like, so old. I know. I have a funny story about that just recently. <laughs> but uh, I, one of my days at SIU football practice, I'm talking to a, a he's a transfer. He's injured. We're talking, and he tells me he's still young. He'll get this year back. He's still got three years. He's just turned 21. So I make a joke about that, asks how old I am. I tell him I'm about to turn 37. He goes, oh. So what does that mean? <laughs> oh. He said, no, 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 not bad. Just uh, my parents are just a year older than you. I was like, whoa, <laughs> back up here. Anyways. Hey, um, so, so I had a student the other day like, well, you look pretty young for your age. What are you, 38, 39? <laughs> Young for your age. I'm like, well, that is how old I am. So thank you. <laughs> so you look exactly how you should. <laughs> I thought it was a compliment, but I don't think it really was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, we're 37, 38 years old. It's just life. 
you kind of ache when you get out of bed in the morning and all that stuff. So my, I do have a routine and this goes back to what you were saying about a lot of your, when you lose discipline, it starts with the physical and then it, it kind of compounds from there. For me, I get out of bed and I go straight to, uh, <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> My apologies. I, I go straight to the, I think it's around 24 ish ounces of water that I have set out on the counter to gulp that. Like we've talked about to rehydrate Huge fan of the gulping. Yeah. Rehydrate it quick. But then, so I turn my coffee pot on and then I go and I do, I foam roll and then I have, it takes me about 10 minutes of some active mobility stuff in every plane, any, every plane of movement. Um, and then usually by then my coffee's done and I get my cup of coffee and then that's when I go out into my, my reading area. And that's when I start my morning Bible reading and prayer time. Um, point being, it starts with my physical because my body feels like junk when I get out of bed. Once I do that, I'm awake, I'm alert, and then I feel like I can focus better in my spiritual time. Yeah, I, I'm 100%. Mine's not exactly that, but it follows the same same kind of pattern is you know waking up and doing the same thing not based on how I feel. There's been so many days, especially last year. So I I had a back and hip injury that I had to stop doing all things physical, no working out for at least six months because I had to heal. Um, then that's when I really started to incorporate this as I started to get better. And there, there were so many mornings where I was like, I, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm just going to skip today. But then I talked myself out of it, and I did it. And then I, every time, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I did that because I feel so much better. Yeah. Well, it's the same conversation I have with these kids every day. They don't want to do some of these things because they're sore or whatever. And then when we get done, they're like, oh, man, I feel so much better. It's, it's movement, movement heals a lot of things. Yeah. Well, you could even go into, like, Sunday mornings. How many Sunday mornings do you, you and your family wake up and you're like, let's just stay home today? Yeah. But then how many days do you get your butts to church and and get involved there and, and all that? And then you're like, yeah, I needed that. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that we used to do during the season that kind of – it wasn't like we were necessarily training hard during a season because we knew we only had so much capacity left. I mean, we were, we were smart about that and – and so, but let's just talk about some of the things that we used to do just to give some people some examples of how we kind of, we weren't necessarily going after it every day, but we were staying consistent. Yeah. Well, um, to stay in the, the realm of starting with the physical, um, one thing that was, I, I, for me, I can say super beneficial going through every basketball season was that, um, at least you and I, but a lot of times our entire staff, um, immediately after practice, we would spend 20 to 30 minutes in the weight room, literally just 20 to 30 minutes getting a quick workout in of some kind. We always had some kind of a program that we were following, but, uh, it would have been super simple for us to just be done. Kids left, 
and now we're out of there, but um, staying on some kind of a physical regiment was super beneficial. Yeah, and I think we were able to do two, maybe three things by doing that. Number one, we were, you know, keeping our axe sharp because we were staying consistent with the movement and working out. And it's not like we were doing great, uh, a whole lot of stuff and beating ourselves down, but we were doing something. So number one, it kept that. Number two, we were able to rehash a practice or a game or whatever while we were doing that. Yeah. And so we were talking and, and kind of making decisions on stuff at the same time. But number three, it really, I think, made us a closer-knit coaching staff because sometimes we weren't talking about our team. We were talking about our lives and stuff that was going on during those times. Yeah, for sure. So um, – and to, to so to your second point, we we rehashed stuff, um, which kept us from having to do that later on when we were at home with our families. Yes. So took care of our business there, and then we went when we went home, we were able to just be at home and not spend all night texting each other and racking our brains about what we need to do the next day, because we were able to do that in the short amount of time while we were still taking care of our bodies from a, an exercise standpoint. Um, but yeah, and then just the other conversations and stuff like that, that build relationships and, and kind of, cause looking back on that time, there was a lot of other life challenges that we all went through during that time that we were able to talk through a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And you know, I can just remember, you know, you know, you going through your health thing with diabetes, you know, yeah. Uh, Marcus having some things with his first child and different things and uh, and Brian going through some job stuff like it was just a time for us all to kind of get together and kind of share those things and whether it was venting or just needing to, to talk mm -hmm. that time allowed us to be able to do that and so once again we weren't just doing the physical in there we were we were doing other stuff too yeah and I mean it, it does make a difference to like if you're a Christian coach and you're surrounded by other Christian coaches, um, you know, that play, that atmosphere plays into just that Christian community that you build around yourself. But, uh, I know that can be challenging for a lot of people that maybe they feel like they're the only one and they can't connect with people. But, um, I will say that that was very beneficial for us in that time for sure. Um, so that was always a piece Saturday mornings, we'd be in there Saturday before practice. Morning, Saturday mornings was, was one of my favorite times because yep. usually it was after a Friday night game. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a, a time where we didn't have to be rushed. We just could get in there, and whether it was working out or just going for a walk or yeah. whatever it is we were doing, it was just – it was quick. We got some movement in, but we also got a lot of talking and sharing at the yeah. same time. And, you know – because of where the weight room was and a lot of times where we would finish practices and stuff like that, it also was demonstrating to our players that we're not just making them do stuff. Absolutely, We're putting work in too to take care of ourselves because we're preaching to them every day about recovery, about working hard, about doing things right. And then we were able to demonstrate it for them to see like practicing what we're preaching. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're doing the work with you too. Yeah. And not just sitting up there telling you and screaming at you and yeah. doing all that stuff. That was great. Um, so that's just one thing that we did for the physical. Um, 
another thing that we did just kind of, I guess we'd say relationally, I don't know how you would like to put that, but is getting together as a staff outside of basketball. Which birthed coaches' socials. Exactly. That's that's yeah. how this whole thing came up. Yeah. I mean, that when you talk about a team atmosphere, you want your team, you know, the whole family thing and all that stuff's a big, you know, buzzword or uh, popular term to use in sports and teams right now. But you do want that family type of atmosphere and you want your players to spend time with each other so that those relationships build. But the same thing goes for coaches too. You're, there's so many coaches that have different philosophies as far as schematics, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be even worse. Like you're not going to gel together as a staff if you're not spending time together and building actual relationships either. Yeah. And you know, whether it was getting together after game on a Friday night or going out to dinner or, or that, one year where we celebrated Brian's 40th birthday for an entire month. I think we're still celebrating his 40th. But it was those things that kind of allowed us to gel together and, and, and actually get to know each other, you know? And so I think that's, that's, those are the special things that I look back on is how close our group was and how close our group still is to where it wasn't just, we were coaching basketball together. I mean, we were actually walking life together. And doing this stuff together. Well, and we wouldn't be as close today if we didn't do that stuff back then. So there's a huge aspect of that, too, of breaking away from the coaching stuff and just doing some fun stuff, spending time together, getting your families together, spouses together, all of that stuff. Because going through the 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 thick of a season and all that stuff, you have to surround yourself with some fun stuff too. And everybody's going through the same thing on a staff, families and all that. So being able to just unplug a little bit. And the other thing, which we haven't really mentioned is, I mean, we spent a lot of time together, but those moments and allowed our wives and our kids to spend time together too. Yeah. And so I think that's important too, because I mean, obviously we had to be close in what we were doing because we were going to compete or whatever as a group, but also our wives were in that same boat too, because they were a unique group group from everybody else too Mm -hmm. in the stands and being, and being a coach's wife is, is definitely not um, an easy task. No. And so those moments allowed, um, you know, them to kind of be together and do those things too. Yeah. So incorporating the spouses is, that's huge. It is. Do not forget them. Um, so, okay, I mean, I'm trying to think back, and you may remember some of the things, but you remember we would do, um, as a staff, we would go like week to week and set certain yes. challenges. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah, that like, okay, for the next week, we're going to do, what? What do you remember some of those? Um, it, it, and they were just simple random things. Like I think, you know, one challenge was you got to drink a gallon of water a day or yeah. – okay, you can't have any soda this week or any sugar this week. or It was just simple things, but it was a healthful habit. Yeah. But it was also kind of some kind of little challenge that you, you know, kind of did together too. That you know other guys are doing with you. Yeah. You're all in it together. Um, 
I remember early on too, and, and I actually still do this. So th- that's the point. This was, we're going back to 2014 on this and it's 2022 now, but this is stuff that we, we decided this is important. We're going to work at this and develop these habits and rhythms and all that stuff. And I'm still doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, one alarm clock. Yep. Do not set multiple alarms because if you do that, you're telling yourself already that it's okay to hit it's snooze. Okay, yeah. Set one alarm period and get out of bed when it goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, still to this day I'm doing that. And I know that was one of those things that, and we even challenged the kids yeah. at that time. And there was a number of them that really bought into it. I, I'd, I'd be curious to see if see any of them are still, still yeah. <laughs> holding that up. But, uh, I know for me, I still, that's one thing that I'm still sticking to. Yeah. And that, and the, the water every morning, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that kind of started in college, but it really didn't start. We learned about it in college, but it really didn't start until, yeah. you know, after we got to, to coaching together and, and doing these different things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even, even little things like that of set one alarm when you need to get up and get up when it goes off of like, you're you're starting your day off with a win. Yeah. The very first thing. That's why in the military they the whole making your bed thing. Yeah. That's that's even one thing that I I do. Like if I'm not up and out of the house before Amber is, I'll make sure that I make the bed. Because I know, I can succeed by doing that, and that's the whole point of the military. Of you make your bed because you start the day with a win. Mm-hmm. So even those little things like that do help to develop compound discipline. Yes, it, it's not it's it's not about making the bed. It's yeah. about the, the effects that you're going to get later on because you're going to be building discipline in that, and then now that becomes a habit, and so now that discipline can be applied to something else. Yeah. And then you build that habit and so on. And we've kind of talked about the power list and stuff like that before, but it's exactly how a power list works. You know, I'm going to do A, B, C, and D every morning. And then they will just become habits and then I'll move into something else after that. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's not about making your bed. It's what it sets you up to do. And it's something we talked about earlier is it's not about the result. Like it's not about having a clean bed, you know, it's about doing daily things to create discipline in your life. Yeah. What was it there? I'm trying to remember who it was that we read or heard or whatever, but the, they said their thing was do one thing a day that sucks or one yeah. hard thing a day. Do one hard thing a day. Yeah. yeah. And if making your bed in the morning is the hard thing for you, start there. Yeah. And then move on to something a little harder. But what you see is, again, we you know we can talk buzzwords and all that stuff, and you know the process and and all that stuff. But again, those things become popular because there's a lot of truth in them. But when you do continuously discipline yourself, you start to see things, bigger things change. Yes, consistency wins. Yeah, and when we do things consistently, we're gonna we're gonna get wins. We're gonna see wins. Yeah. It's not that we set out to win. We just set out to be consistent and doing the things. You know, we were talking about, you know, as, as coaches, when we coached together, we never really actually talked about winning. Right. We talked about being disciplined and doing the things that will help you win or give you a chance to win. 
but being relentless and doing those things every single day. And then winning is just a byproduct. And everybody wants to win. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not playing to lose. So do you even need to talk about the winning because that's obviously that's, what you want. <laughs> that's why we keep score. That's, that's the point. Yeah. You know. So it's not let's talk about winning. It's let's figure out the things that we can do to put us in a good position to be ahead at the end of the games. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So we've talked physical. Some physical. You know, we've talked uh, some relational things with us and our families. So let's talk about the spiritual side of it. Yeah. Some of the things that we've done or have done or even are doing now. Well, I know, again, where we had, you know, where we were setting uh, some of those weekly challenges for ourselves as a coaching staff. If I'm remembering right, we did do some of the spiritual type of things too. Uh, what those were exactly are slipping my mind. I if think you we remember, read through the, I think one that we read through the Proverbs. Well, that was, that was the next thing I was yeah. going to say once, um, you know, there's, I mean, we went through a couple Roger light books. Um, oh, yeah. we read 3d coaching together. Mm. And so there are things like that, um, that we did and we're able to, yeah. you know, kind of share with each other. But I think one of the most important things that we did is we, we consistently prayed with each other, mm -hmm. you know, whether that was, you know, and there for a while it was, you know, we'd pray with the team, but then we'd also get together and pray for each other. Yep. At just and, as coaches. Yeah. And, and did that stuff and, and kept that open dialogue, um, whether all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and I was actually just talking to, uh, an FCA huddle today about kind of that same concept of as Christians, it's Jesus in everything. The first thing, the last thing, there is no compartmentalization. Like we've said till we're blue in the face on this, this podcast. And even in moments of like, you know, we would praise the staff right before we went out for a game, but we weren't praying about, wins like we just talked about we were praying that we would lead in a way that honored god yeah and it's that it's those little things that help to keep each other moving in the right direction yeah to avoid veering off the path that we shouldn't be on mm -hmm. you know and i don't like, yeah, like you said it wasn't anything major but it was the small steps of of that and i think those small steps kind of let you know, I think back to the first year when, when Eric was with us and obviously Eric was kind of, I would say our spiritual leader, yeah, you know, and, and kind of in that regard, but he would, he did such a good job of throwing out small little things to us as we went to kind of keep us focused. And, and, and one of the things he used to do with me was he would always keep me reminded of what and why we were doing things, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and he would be so good at kind of pointing out those small wins that you might not necessarily be seeing, and he could see it and he could and talk about that. But he'd also be good with with praying for us and asking us different things and yeah and just kind of keeping that that watch over us. Um, you mentioned <clears throat> reading through the proverbs, and that was one thing that I was going to mention too. You know, uh, you. You can just simply call it that, reading through the Proverbs, or some people call it the wisdom challenge, um, because that's what Proverbs is all about, is gaining spiritual wisdom. And it, 
it matches up with the days of the month. There's 31 Proverbs. So it's always great to start, you know, Proverbs 1 on the first day of the month. Um, but that's always something really beneficial. I think that, you know, you can partner with someone or a group of people. And that's what you do. Or that's going to be at least a portion of what you do on a daily basis is read that day's chapter of Proverbs pray about, you know, what, what do you need to take away from that this particular day? And then the accountability piece is then you text that verse in your group chat or just between you and one other person, whatever, what that verse was that stuck out to you that day. And maybe just a little reason why, you know, so there's that accountability of you got to stay on it, you know? Yeah. And you're not just reading. We've had this conversation before. We we just like to read to see what we can get out of it, knowledge-wise. Yeah. Instead of reading it to see what God wants to speak to us. Right. You know, and I think doing something like that allows us to focus on, okay, what is God speaking to me through this chapter today that I need, I can share with somebody else? Yeah. I've done that a couple of times, and it's cool that, that – because I like to underline things in my Bible and stuff. It's cool that I can, like if I go through it and I come back another time, something else is what is sticking out to me. When I can see the last time, well, it was something, it was a different verse. So it's not like the same thing every time. It's what God needs to be speaking to me at that particular moment. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember as a college student, Roger Light doing that with us. And that was always the first thing that he started us with was Proverbs. And we would read it with him and do those different things. And, and I remember being in Honduras, and here we are as a group reading through the Proverbs, speaking about it. And I remember working in leadership camp, and there we were. Doing, like it was just, but it was always something different. Like you said, it was never, it never got old. And, and obviously, I was a stupid kid, so I never really stuck with it like I should have. But it's, we've got to be able to live out the basics yeah. before we expect extraordinary things to happen. That is a great point right there. And those are the basic, you know, basic things that, that we need uh, to walk out. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, I think maybe uh, Proverbs is what we're going to do with our coaches huddle. Hey, which brings us to another point of yeah, something else that you can apply is we're getting ready to start a, uh, a coach's Bible study, if you will, and uh, here at Benton High School. And we're just going to meet together. Justin's going to be here with us. And, and we're going to go through the Proverbs. And, I mean, obviously it's going to change as we go through it, the scriptures mm-hmm. and different things on the different days. But once again, it's just an opportunity for men to get together and women, whoever, who wants to be involved. And we're not necessarily just coaches. We're just, you know, people want to be involved. They can be involved. Right. But it's a way for people who work in that same area, who deal with the same stresses and the same nuances and the same, those different things. And I always, it's, it's always, I always, I've said, I've always a lot there. Yeah. I get aggravated when, people who aren't in sport try to tell me how sport is. Oh yeah. Or, Oh yeah. Well, I understand what, no, you don't, you don't understand what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. but this guy over here, he does. And that girl there, she does. Yeah. You know? And so it's a great time for people who understand each other and what they're going through to be together because you can be safe and and talk about things because you know, that person across the way is, is going through the same thing. Yep. Or sure. has been through the same thing. Yeah. And so that's, you know, if that's something that you think would be beneficial for you wherever you're at in, you know, whatever school or 
whatever it is, um, that's something that through FCA that we really, really are wanting to push for more of is coaches huddles, coaches Bible studies, because the the fact is that coaches are the ones that are the great influencers. Um, you're in daily relationships with lots and lots of student athletes and you're leaving impact either way. So that's why this stuff that we're talking about is so important because if you get off of your, um, whatever, if you, if you, if you're not performing at your best, then what you're, you're pouring into other people is not your best. They're not getting the best. So then they can't be their best. And, and when we're talking about the grand scheme of things of influencing people for Christ, you got to stay connected to the vine, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you've got to, you know, and it just made me think of this morning, you know, going through sprint drills and movement drills and dynamical stuff with my athletes. And there were some gripes and stuff about stuff. So guess what I did? I jumped right in and did it with them. And I'm thankful that I have that ability still to be able to do that. Yeah. To where I'm not just some pardon this, some slob sitting over there barking at kids, making them do stuff that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. If you want to complain, okay, I'm going to jump in and do it with you then. Now you can't complain. That speaks way louder than anyone could ever think it would. Yeah. And, but I'm, so I'm, number one, I'm thankful that God has still given me that ability to do it, but I still consistently take care of myself so I can. Luckily, because I've seen you go down pretty hard a number of times. Numerous times. <laughs> Back hamstrings. Numerous times. Groin. And that hamstring happened during the coach's thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it did. Maybe we were getting after a Well, time. there were times that we uh, we weren't being smart. Yeah. We did a little too much. Yeah. Either way, we were going after it. So We learned. Um, trying to think if there was anything else. You know, one thing that um, – and I don't know where everybody's listening from, but if if you're in an area and you're not or you're not connected with someone that's in FCA, I would highly recommend that you you find that out. You can find that information out on FCA's website, fca.org. Um, you can look up your area and it'll connect you with staff members and stuff like that. But one thing for me in my seat now, I feel like is a big benefit for me that I was a coach. That I was an athlete, a coach, ever before FCA staff, is that I I can relate to what coaches are going through. Absolutely. Because I was going to add to that is coaches sometimes, we're wired different. We think different. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of times it's more business than, than play. And so, and I don't mean this wrong in any regard. So, please, if you're hearing this, please don't take this wrong. But – Coaches need someone who has that understanding because this isn't youth group, right? Or Sunday school class. It, it's 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 different. It's a different breed. There's different emotions, and you're competing. And so, having someone who number one you can trust or who understands you, yep, means so much more and I don't mean that wrong and because everything has its place I'm not saying if you're a youth pastor I'm knocking you down for being a youth pastor but please by no means am I saying that <laughs> yeah but someone of sport there's just a different connection there yeah there is and <clears throat> that's something that you know I've said it before but I'm I'm still early on in in my career I 
don't know if I feel weird calling it career in sports ministry, but you're, you're almost two years in, so I'd say it's a career. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, finding my rhythms and, and, and how I need to operate to best serve the people that I'm out to, to serve. And, you know, I, I hope it's beneficial. I think that it's beneficial, but one simple thing that I do is I try to be at least once a week, you know, I've got a group of, there's about 45, 46 coaches that it's usually something that I'm reading in the word, um, some kind of devotional that I've read, something like that, that I can send in one message to a lot of coaches that is in my, it's my prayer that every time that before I say it, send that it encourage everybody that reads it, it, it challenge everybody that reads it and somehow have some kind of an impact on the person that, that it's being sent to. And so if you don't have someone in your life like that, I would highly recommend, again, I'm hoping that that is having some kind of influence, but I would recommend finding someone that can serve in that kind of capacity. <laughs> Why are we choking I don't, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> no, that's a great point. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you go on fca.org and fill that out in your area, a representative will contact you, correct? Yeah, it should. It, okay. Like if someone was to not know that, not know who I am, put – yeah. You know, put area code here. Then they'll be able to be able to. Come yeah, out. and then I should get some kind of a notification that someone is reaching out, whatever, and then I can contact them from that. Because you know, obviously, my situation is, is extremely blessed to have the men I had around me. But a lot of coaches sometimes are on their own and and don't have. Some coaches don't even have assistance. They're just there doing it on their own, and, and yeah. if they're at a small school district. They might be the only coach for multiple sports. And so if you are uh, one of those coaches, definitely get yourself connected um, with FCA because there is, it's, it's much, so much more than what people think it is, and especially with today's technology. Mm-hmm. You can get connected super quick and actually be a part of different things that are going on. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that was my turn. There's something in the air. <laughs> that is, uh, <coughs> there really must be. Um, no, that's true though. It, it is. There's so much more depth to FCA, and we're here to serve coaches, to help them serve their athletes better, um, and ultimately to point people to Jesus and and you know those eternal implications of life in Christ. But uh, in the process of all that, there's a lot of things that, that we need to work on and and develop these disciplines and to take care of ourselves. And that's one big thing. I just had a conversation on Monday with two guys about the importance of taking care of our bodies because from a spiritual standpoint, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Old Testament, it was the tabernacle. It was the, the high priest, you know, they're taking care of all of that stuff and making sure that, you know, it's in order and all that stuff. But now that's us. That's our body. That is our spirit, our soul. So there is a call on our lives to take care of what we've got. Because if you don't, then you don't have these opportunities. Right. Like, like if you don't have your health then you don't have anything and it's hard to 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 be that if you can't yeah you know what i mean and so you know there there are numerous times where you know 
people have done those jobs and then they physically can't do them anymore. Well, you've ended that outreach in your lives because you can't do it. Yeah. I mean, as believers, we're all on mission. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're, we're here to make disciples. And yeah, if, if you have been placed in a position, let's say you're coaching, whatever, um, and then you get to a physical place in your life that you just can't do that anymore. I feel like maybe we have misused the mission field that God's placed you in because you, you didn't take care of your temple. You know what I mean? I think there's way more to it than what we, we, um, kind of sometimes give thought to, and you know, there's two scripture that, that in this whole realm that, that stick out to me a lot here recently is, uh, Colossians three, 23 and 24, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as though you're working for the Lord and not humans, since you know that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. Everything we do, every single thing we do should be for the Lord. And if we're doing it with that heart and mind, then we're doing it to a place of excellence that is going to be honoring to him. And anything less is underserving, I think. Yeah. And not just... You know, we're talking about mission field stuff, but, you know, your most important mission is at home. And if you can't do that at home, then you lose. I mean, everything's failure. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I had a guy one time tell me, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to, to lead if you're not around. Yeah. So you better make sure you're around. Exactly. And, yeah, maybe that's drastic or whatever, but it's, it's reality. Ask those coaches who lost their families because they were never around mm-hmm. if, what they would change yep. if they could do it again. Presence would probably be absolutely <laughs> number one on the list. Yep. Um, and then the other one, and, and we'll start looking at wrapping this up, but is, uh, I think I've referenced this in episodes past, but first Timothy four, eight, it's physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So there's a couple things there. Physical training is good. That's the first part of it. And we've talked at length about that. Physical training is good. Don't neglect it. Exactly. But training for God in a spiritual training is even better because you get benefits now and in eternity. Yeah. So again, going back to what we said earlier, they're hand in hand. You get one with the other. Yep. One influences the other. If one slacks, the other slacks. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Final thoughts? Just make sure you're taking care. And, you know, and I know it sounds whatever, but coaches need to make sure they're taking care of themselves and and doing the things, like we said, make sure you're taking care of your health, make sure you're taking care of your relationships, make sure you're taking care of your spiritual health, um, and make sure you're making time to do those things. Um, it doesn't take a lot of effort or work. Just make sure you plan on it. Write it down. At 6 p.m., I'm going to take 20 minutes to go for a walk. At 5 a.m., I'm going to make 30 minutes to read my Bible and pray and meditate. Like, write it down. That way you know when you're going to do it. You don't have to fit it in because it's already in your schedule. Right. Make those things. Those things are the most important things in your life. So make sure we're making them a priority. Absolutely. I agree. 
on that, we just thank you for listening. We hope that it's beneficial. Um, please keep listening. Keep sharing the show. And uh, that's all we ask of you. We're going to keep doing it as long as we can. And uh, we hope that, uh, again, that, that you're, you're finding at least one little thing out of this that, uh, that you can take and apply to your life and, and move forward because we believe if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. There's no staying the same. Absolutely. And don't forget, if you need to get connected, get connected. You don't have to, to do this alone. Perfect place to end. Until next time, Shane and Justin.